Hello, podcats, and welcome to episode one of the Miss Jacob Online podcast. Uh, coming here to you from King's College, Latvia. Okay, um, I have a excited, exciting lineup for you um, today. Um, we're going to start off with the key topic of my uh, week at the moment, which is independent learning skills. How do we make the most of learning when we're on our own? And we're going to have some great top tips for you there um, and ways in which strategies for you to cope with um, the situations uh, that we are current, the situation that we're currently in. Then I've set up a fantastic interview with Miss Inga and Miss Alina, our school counsellor and school nurse, um, to talk about some coping strategies, talk about their experiences during this um, lockdown um, and what they've been doing to cope and, and what advice they've got for you. Um, then we're going to have a little mini lecture, which is um, uh, a sort of piece of t- talking, I guess, where I will just um, go through one of the um, Uh, subjects of the week which is King John and the Magna Carta which year eight will be learning about this week in history Um, really it's a very important um, document and it laid the foundations for British democracy and human rights so um, a very very interesting lecture for you there after that I have been catching up with Mr Tuff and talking to him about technology and how we can make the most of it and whether in general he thinks that things are moving in the right direction. Um, before we begin though, I suppose I just wanted to explain some reasons for doing the podcast. Um, number one really is just the, the amount of screen time that we're all experiencing. Um, is really huge and for me I don't know about you guys but it's been affecting my sleep and so I was trying to think of ways in which we can still meet we can still talk we can still learn but without having to stare at a screen and and this is a way that you can literally go for a run and listen to this podcast and you'd still be learning you'd still be engaged but you wouldn't um, be staring at a screen Um, Second reason was obviously it really helps with your English to listen to um, people speaking English and not not have those clues, those clues of um, social clues like facial expression or body expression to help you understand. You know, you really have to listen to the words and, and understand when it's when it's just speaking. So that was the other second reason. Um, I also feel that sometimes it might be difficult for some of you to learn during the live sessions you might think oh i just didn't really get that and so each time that we do a podcast i'm going to do a mini lecture like i'm doing about the magna carta today the mini lecture will reinforce what we've learned in class but will also hopefully teach you something new and you'll get some extra facts um, that you might not have been able to get in the live class um So all of those things kind of contribute to the reason why I wanted to do a podcast. Um, I hope that you enjoy it. Please give me feedback. Let me know if there's anything you would like us to talk about, anyone you would like me to interview. Um, I'm hopefully going to get some interviews with some friends that live abroad because that is all possible now. Um, And so hopefully we're going to get some interesting new people to talk to us about about their experiences, and obviously things outside of the lockdown, you know, people's professions, what, what sort of thing, what sort of world other people live in, yeah? So that's the main aim. Uh, please like and subscribe and, uh, and let me know if there's anything um, that you would like us to talk about or any way that we can improve the podcast. Uh, and uh, keep on listening, podcasts. Your podcast will resume after these messages. Oh dear, Nigel, I'm really thirsty. Really? Well, have you tried water? Why not put a cup under the tap and try some?
webuyanyessay.com. Any essay, any time, we'll read it, we'll buy it, it's yours. Are you having real trouble getting from A to B? Seen a place in the distance you'd like to get to, but don't know how? Well, there's no need to worry. We're here to help. Try putting one foot in front of the other in quick succession. You'll soon find you get to your destination. Tips for Independent Learning So, if you're stuck for ideas, get a debate going with your friends or ask them some important questions. Practice working on your own for long periods of time without asking an adult. Set goals. This will keep your motivation up and remind you of what you want to achieve. Be persistent. If the work is challenging, don't give up until you understand what you need to do. When doing research, try to draw from a variety of different sources. My advice for being a good independent learner is to read actively. So you need to be reading, paying close attention to the words you're reading and their meaning, not just skimming it across, but making sure that you really understand the task and that you've read it carefully. My top tip would be to plan your time appropriately and then prioritise your tasks. So, first of all, we've got a fantastic uh, interview lined up for you today. I've got with me uh, Miss Alina and Miss Inga. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, thank you for having us. Yes, thank you, Lara. Okay, so my first question for you is whether or not you think that the coronavirus has had an effect on people's mental health. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, uh, every big changes changes something in us, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it shifts us. Is it correct word in English? Yes. It's, yeah, it changes us, and because we have to adapt, and it it. Uh, triggers more and more resources, the new resources, we have to implement the new resources to do differently. And of course, uh, uh, it affects us. Yeah, definitely it affects our mental health because there are some key things that I've I've seen what's happening. The first one is the uncertainty that was from, Mm -hmm. from the beginning, like what is happening even like we haven't experienced anything like this even me in my age and Mm -hmm. and our kids Mm -hmm. uh what is going to happen further how is it going to look in one month in two months will we be able to come back to school will we not that's Mm -hmm. the uncertainty i think is one the second is the i don't like the word but is the word isolation you know that we have to be isolated Mm -hmm. um it really affects us mentally that we can't meet our friends uh, we can't do the things that we used to do and go outside of our home. Mm-hmm. So definitely the answer is a big, big yes. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like if you're you know, trying to go for a run or something. Mm-hmm. And I did a run the other day where it was a new route and I didn't know where the halfway point was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even though it was no longer than my normal run, because I couldn't see the end, because I didn't know yeah. where the end was coming, I found it so much more difficult to finish the run. Perfect example. Yeah, this is a great example. I felt it too. In runs, (laughs) it's such a great lesson. When you don't know the the end, you don't see the end, yeah, it seems harder. Mm -hmm. And I I definitely, like now, think, actually, if I want to try and run a longer distance, I need to have a point that I can see in the horizon. Mm -hmm. Um, But we don't have that with this, do we? And one more thing, we are used before we lived 
smooth and we were used that we control everything mm-hmm. more or less we control everything like yeah, we have a, a schedule monday to friday we go to school now all the days are more or less the same we yeah. are isolated as miscellina said we are at home mm-hmm. uh, we don't have weekends anymore like we used to we mm-hmm. were uh, traveling going somewhere now we are at the same monday or sunday mm-hmm. doesn't make a big difference yeah that's right? also a good one the control and, and now we have to focus if you ask for some tip yeah we have to focus on that what we can control yes yeah so what we can control yeah well there's a lot of yeah, yes. tips uh, what we can say about the there are things that we can control, yeah, if we go right into the tips. <laughs> Start yeah, I mean, that was going to be my later question, as we, okay. like, yeah. we previously discussed. But no, let, you know, let's, let's let this flow. This is, this is what yeah. the podcasts want. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, is the, that is the big one, the, the tips. One, the, one of the tips I like the best for maintaining a, a good mental health as much as we can in this moment, to be more calm and to... And to feel uh, to feel okay in this situation that we live in is to keep a routine that's very important mm-hmm. even though we wake up in the morning and we don't dress up to go to school but it's super important that we still wake up in in one time as mm-hmm. we used to have our breakfast uh, clean ourselves up wash our faces and we sit down and we do our work yeah and it may seem like it doesn't do much but our bodies because they are you know that's biologically that. programmed it really helps the routine helps our mental health because we 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 feel ready for a work day and we do our work and then the leisure time time starts so we need to you know make the routine and separate those times and it will really help yeah. the feeling that you have your work time and you have your free time not to feel like oh i know i'm, I'm just leisuring all day i do some school work but you know in my pajamas no no and one more for me from me is uh to put small little challenges mm. one for let's say for mm-hmm. a week mm-hmm. and five or ten minutes for each day you know why it's not that you are becoming more strong or this is the side effects right if you make some ex- physical exercises but also it gives you a positive um, hormone feeling that mm-hmm. positivity if when you, you yes when you do those every day five to ten minutes the same thing and you start it and you finish it and most important that you promised yourself to do this challenge and you actually do it yeah when you do it you feel better about yourself the reward feeling yeah exactly that you achieved something yes and a small step Mm -hmm. don't put the big steps now no we are all no small step it could be for example you know uh, organizing one drawer that's always a mess in my room like today i'm gonna organize this drawer and it's gonna be amazing you're gonna do it and you're gonna feel the achievement and yeah that's a really good tip i love Mm. it Mm. okay my second question to you is how important is it that people maintain friendships during Mm. this time Mm. oh it's a good question for all of us yeah. A challenge at the moment. Challenge at the moment. Mm. Well, we have to be creative. Uh, we have to find. Actually, first thing we value our friendships, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. I know that this girl or that boy or they are my friends. It's my value. Yeah. And if I value something, I want to keep going in, on that, right? It's my mm-hmm. value. So, yes, there are some circumstances at the moment where again we have to adapt and be creative mm-hmm. so maybe maybe you can write a real letter like you know you go to post office or post box or something like that or ask your mom or dad to pass by and put in, in a real letter in a mailbox in yeah. a mailbox mm-hmm. that could be really fun actually people did that before we had emails so <laughs> yeah yeah i have i have some letters you know i i some of you do have um, some knowledge of Morse code, because mm-hmm. um, uh, I've noticed this. On, this is something I've learned on, on online. Um, you know, I used to write letters to my friend in Morse code mm-hmm. because then our parents couldn't read it. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> but and it's strengthening your friendship. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's your thing. So, and uh, real letters, it, it is something very special. I only had one pen pal. 
but it was it was very it was very enjoyable i had a uh, also in school i started to write letters to some boy in germany and it was so much fun waiting for yeah. the letter and then, yeah. then it came and then you yeah. had to write it beautifully and pack yeah. it in the envelope and you could make some you know some drawings or 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 some codes it's it's actually it's very fun even i'm tempted to write some <laughs> real letter to somebody because that's a big value right to you mom. feel special next uh, weekend is a uh, mother's day so yeah. you can write to your mom yeah to other city i think everybody <laughs> feels special to receive a real letter now these days yeah. it's a big big value that's and a actually writing up. or and journaling itself is really as well again a tip for mental health mm. yeah because, i've been telling everyone to do that mm-hmm. yeah because the way you feel your hand put it on paper Mm-hmm. So you put it on paper, you feel better after you can read it. Mm-hmm. No, but not just even not just afterwards. You can you can read it in in years to go. The yes. years that pass by, yes. you can come back to it. Um, mm-hmm. And this right now is a historical moment, right? Mm-hmm. It's this is a Amazing. moment that when when you're older and you've got children, <laughs> you're going to you're they're they're going to learn about this in school. Genuinely, Amazing. you know, I'm, I'm saying. Um, uh, earlier to, to the students were about to learn about the Black Death mm-hmm. and uh, and this was a plague um, yeah. much it was, it was much worse to be honest um, because it was two plagues that hit at the same time yeah, yeah. Um, but basically uh, we, we study that now you know yeah. we look back at that yeah. time yes. we look at what they did um, uh, closing the theatres and things like that that happened then mm-hmm. and we study it now yeah. so if you're thinking hundreds of years yeah. in the future you know your journal yeah. is yeah. a historical yes. document and yes. it becomes cool. important yeah. and, and don't so forget far. to put a uh, date on that yeah well maybe <laughs> even not so far imagine how cool be your grandchildren will be studying yeah. about this and they'll oh, oh grandma or grandpa please tell me the story how was it you really couldn't go to, to the shop or really and you're gonna sit there like oh yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they'll they'll find an old chest with yeah. you know with your journals inside. That's you know so this cool. happened to my friend. She she found her it was um, her aunt died, and she went to the house to go and go through all of the things, mm-hmm. and she found this big box with all these letters in. Oh my god! And it had these letters going back through the wall. Oh um, so and, they, and she had love letters, so love letters between between her that. aunt and, yeah. and, and and her husband. Yeah, that is such a big value. And actually, you can uh, write something, and then you can with uh, st- uh, glue stick some picture, make mm. some picture, or yeah. uh, and stick that. How do I look? Those doctors, those ambulance, uh, and everything you see now through your window. Actually, I see it in my window. Mm. I saw it in my window when mm. we visited our neighbors. Mm-hmm. The real ambulance with a real full equipped guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It looked really scary, guys. Yeah, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, well, writing and, and also journaling would be a good tip because, as you mentioned, uh, a lot of big A list mm-hmm. personalities, yes. men and women, they all journal. Yes. It's even one of their biggest, biggest tips how to keep a clear mind, how to schedule things, how to reflect. On the days when you felt sad, yeah. you felt good, and and also how you plan or focus on the future. Yeah. How do you? Maybe you are inventor of some new something new. Maybe you can invent something mm-hmm. if something like that happens again. You already have been through this experience, mm. and yeah. you already know what helps. Mm. But uh, maybe there is something, you know, mm-hmm. we miss at the moment. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Try to be inventor or, you know. Yeah. So about, yeah, maintaining friendships. Yes. The writing, that's a very, very good tip. Well, of course, the, the we are lucky. We have a lot of communicating options, yeah. uh, despite what we talk about, you know, writing real letters. That's really sweet and inspiring. But also, of course, uh, we can use, as much as our parents allow us the screen time, yeah, we can use and then... Ask your friends how they feel. Tell them how you felt that day. You know, it's still a communication. Yeah. And you know that one day, and I think pretty soon it should be that you will meet again. And you can hug each other and then talk about those times when you were at home. So keep the focus on, on the on the future when, again, you can meet. And I think it will be easier to, to go through these times. Maybe yeah. you have some other tips on... on uh, friendship. Um, friendships. 
you know, I always uh, speak maybe too serious. Uh, um, King's, uh, King's uh, kids know that, but um, you, you know, if it is your friend, it is your friend. And if, uh, I mean, uh, you can't do it, uh, you can do it only natural way. Of course, friendship must have been like uh, you take care of it. Friendship of is it's also a you relationship. Have relationship, you have yeah. yeah. But uh, sometimes, um, you know, uh, those days, uh, it shows who we actually are deep inside. Like these hard days. Yeah, these hard days. Through. Like uh, you can see about yourself new things mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. as we can see something new about our friends. Mm -hmm. We used to think, oh, she's my friend, but maybe actually she is not. Or otherwise, now you can meet an, uh, new friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, connect oh, with other connect people, with other people mm -hmm. and now you feel connection. Ways. And what is that? So it means that, uh, again, we at the moment, all new senses we didn't use before. We have senses in our yeah. bodies, right? We, we were using those which were used to do. Now we start to use something else. And ev everyone's reacted differently, haven't they? You know, yeah. Like, yeah. the thing that I've noticed with my friends is I can talk to one friend and, and they're feeling one way about it. Yeah. And I speak to someone else and they're having a completely different experience exactly. emotionally exactly. in terms of their reaction. And, and I think it's easy to get annoyed and frustrated with yeah. other people because they don't have the same reaction as you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But actually, it's completely normal. You know, it doesn't mean that exactly. they aren't the person you thought they were. They've just reacted to a difficult situation in a different way. No? Yes, because we all have become very sensitive in this time. Like, mm. really, each and everyone, me, I, my colleagues, my family, yeah. I see everybody is very sensitive now. So, as you said, yeah, be um, patient with, with mm. your friends. Be patient mm -hmm. with your close, closest people because it's hard for everybody. Maybe don't get as frustrated, you know, as, as fast as you would normally just give some some time empathy. and some space and empathy yeah yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think uh these hard days if there's something plastic symbolically plastic it goes away it shows who you really are mm -hmm. the facade yeah. is lifted yeah. yes yeah. we you know we That's cannot true. we cannot even go to hairdressers uh we we are like we are at the moment true. right mm. so uh and uh yeah Actually, as I see it, especially in our school with mm -hmm. colleagues, I think we're getting closer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we support each other. That's true, mm -hmm. right, Elena? We spoke about it today. We support each other. Uh, for example, I would never know that we have such a nice dancers when we made the video. Remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. If we wouldn't have this COVID times, I would never see that she <laughs> danced like. Side, yeah. You know, and many things we see, I, I can see like from new perspective. Mm. And I really like that. So in any crisis, there are also uh, the positive, positive side. side. That's what and I, I really believe, it's my last uh, maybe tip or not tip, but it's for me, I really believe that we will go out of this in a different level. Yeah, stronger. Definitely stronger. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned empathy, mm -hmm. uh, plastic things and... and uh, will be gone fake, I fake fake, fake. Things, yeah. thank you so mm -hmm. much um, and with every crisis this is also a big crisis but yeah. the, you know you are kids and this is different but we know different crises before and we've been through like but this again for you is a new for experience you, the first yeah yeah first one and and of course you're gonna remember it for for all of your life <laughs> We but, all will, yeah. Yeah, but I, that's that's the thing. Positivity is the one thing that is my thing in all this, and all my family is already tired of me. But I'm the one who's always saying, I know it's hard now, and even for me, like seriously, I always try to think about the positive. I always see the the focus, the point, like behind all of this. When can we again go to a restaurant or to have a walk, to have a coffee, have ice cream, to hug each other, to mm. go up? Really, I always focus on that. And then it's easier for me to go by those days. So that's my advice to mm -hmm. you to uh, plan what you're going to do when you can again meet your friends. And it's going to really make you smile and make you feel that, that warm feeling. And it's going to be easier to go through that day. Yeah. And we just go day by day. And know that 
you know, this too will pass. Right? Yes, exactly. Yes. This will pass. And maybe uh, if you are bored at home and uh, tired of screens, maybe check your family albums. Mm. You know, childhood photos. Childhood photos and and see how you have been changed. What changes already have been in your oh, family? Yes, Just slowly. Took, a took your time, go through pictures, mm -hmm. see, oh, this Christmas, I was there in New Zealand. Oh, <laughs> here we are here. So see your life from your childhood till today. This will warm your heart to see you as a, as a, as a baby and or maybe see your mom's or dad's yes. childhood photos. And ask questions to your parents. What's that picture? Where <laughs> you know, start to uh, um, communicate already about the history, like if you, about your history you already been through. Yeah, this you will know? make you feel happier. This will give you positive. Uh, yes, and emotions. maybe sensitive, but it's it's okay. It's your it's your life, and uh, mm -hmm. I think it's a nice adventure to go through family albums slowly with emotions. Hmm. Thank you guys so much for coming and speaking to me today. It's been really, really interesting and hopefully everyone's got some great tips that they can take <laughs> away and also some positivity there. Nice to oh, end on that note, isn't it? Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Okay. Of course, if, if we can help anyhow, you can always write us. Mm -hmm. with, if maybe you liked some tips from us because we could talk and talk and talk with Missinga, so yeah. you could write us like anytime with some advice <laughs> or tips so. yeah always make make sure that you remember that you can get in touch with us same yeah. as you could before yeah, yeah. We, are, we are here for you definitely yes yes thank well, you Lara thank, thank you, you. This is a Miss Jacob lecture for Miss Jacob Online Productions. The year is 1215 and the barons in England had decided they'd had enough of King John. Now, King John had come uh, to be king because many of his older siblings had died in fact, it was quite unlikely for him to become king, um, and yet his older brother, King Richard I, um, died in battle. And he was very keen on battle and spent a lot of money fighting abroad. And he left John, unfortunately, in quite a difficult position with uh, very little money left, really, um, in, in the kingdom. So... King John had to make some difficult decisions, but that didn't make people particularly happy. And so, as I say, we go to 1215, where five barons are having an angry conversation and gossiping and giving their opinions on uh, King John. Let's have a listen to what they say. King John is a poor leader in battle. A few years ago, England ruled over lots of land in France, but not any longer. The French have defeated us many times and regained much of their land as a result of King John's mistakes. Yes, we have even lost Normandy in France, the birthplace of William the Conqueror. I hear some people use the nickname Soft Sword to describe King John. <laughs> he keeps demanding higher and higher taxes to pay for the battles he keeps losing. He has even started taxing sons when their fathers die. It's all money, money, money with King John. King John has argued with the Pope many times. He made the Pope so angry that he closed all our churches for seven years. No one could get married or have a proper Christian burial. John can be cruel too, or so I hear. He left the wife of one of his enemies to starve to death in prison. And he murdered his nephew in a drunken rage, apparently. Man, those are some unhappy barons. Well, what's John going to do about it? Initially, John did not listen to them. He ignored their requests for meetings and they got angrier and angrier, eventually conspiring with the French king to bring him down and trying to install a French leader. 
One of the things John is famous for is increasing taxes to crippling rates. And this is demonstrated in the Disney version of Robin Hood, where the character is presented as in love with taxes. Um, he says, tax the poor to feed the rich. Um, and he looks very happy about it too. Um, but perhaps this isn't entirely without bias, as John had been left in a bad situation because of his brother's finances, and that was about to get even worse. In 1214, John decided he had to win back Normandy, which had been taken by French King Philip in 1204. He mounted a huge campaign to win it back, but was completely defeated, and then he was forced to pay a huge fine of 20,000 marks. The barons in England were also setting about storming castles and taking control of areas of Britain. You can imagine these big stone castles, a far cry from William the Conqueror's Mott and Bailey castles. They took quite a beating. The trebuchets would be hurling, arrows flying, drawbridges set alight, moats filled with people who'd fallen in trying to storm. Eventually, John realises he has no chance unless he negotiates. But it isn't much of a negotiation. He doesn't really have a choice. He meets them on June the 15th, 1215, on safe ground in a field in Runnymede. They demanded a list of 63 things from King John, and this was called Magna Carta, the Great Charter. This text promised the protection of church rights, protection for the barons from illegal imprisonment, access to swift justice, and limitations, this is an important bit, limitations on their feudal payments to the crown. John signed it, yes, because he kind of had to, but he really hated it. And soon after, he begged the Pope, who was called Innocent III, to denounce Magna Carta, which he eventually did. Uh, John also tried to attack again a few times to get back control. Uh, for example, in uh, 1216, King John went to war with the barons, desperately fighting to revoke this Magna Carta and take back full control. However, whilst travelling, he decided to take a shortcut over a tidal estuary on the east coast. This is one of those places which can only really be seen when the tide is out, as the sea covers it normally. But what does that mean... It means it's like sinking sand. I don't know if any of you have ever tried to walk across land like that, but I once did with my parents in Scotland. We tried to get to this island, and it was terrifying. The sand just sort of swallowed your legs. And King John wasn't trying just to walk through as on his own. He had his carriage, and in the carriage, the crown jewels, including the actual crown. And he watched it all, all of his gold and treasure, sink beneath the sea. Soon after that, John died from dysentery, a horrible form of diarrhoea. So not a king who is well remembered for being strong and noble, you can imagine. However, he is remembered for being the one who signed Magna Carta, because this document became hugely important. As I said in the intro to this podcast, it paved the way for the European Charter of Human Rights and British democracy as we see it today. So here with me today, our resident technology expert, Mr. Tuff. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm very happy, near, delighted to be here. Fabulous. We're really happy to have you. So, do you think that technology has had an overall positive effect on people's day-to-day lives? I, without a doubt, yes, I do. People can argue about use of mobile technology and things when it comes to cyberbullying and, and things like that, especially for teenagers these days. But I think overall, technology's had a massive positive effect on our lives. If you look at things like cars and transport that have improved massively, if you look at things like video chat in the times of the pandemic and coronavirus, it makes us closer together with our families, especially when our families live far away. And it also helps us with our education. And if you just look at Google, you can answer any question you want these days. So overall, I think it's had 
more of a positive effect than a negative one. In, I don't know, quite a lot of science fiction books... Um, and also in the news these days, we see a lot of people who are kind of frightened of technology taking over, you know, robots and that sort of thing. Are you worried about there being too much technology or too much technological advancement? Yeah. Too much technological advancement? No, I'm not worried about that. Too much technology? Yes, as in people using technology too much. Although I think technology is a fantastic and wonderful thing, I think too much of anything can be too too bad. Could be a bad thing. Uh, if you exercise too much, it can be a bad thing. If you eat too much, it can be a bad thing. You can eat too much healthy food, for example. If you eat too much healthy food, you will still get fat. Uh, but I think technology is a good thing. But it does get to a point where people use it too much. If people use technology instead of uh, interacting with people in the real world, it can become a bad thing. If people use technology instead of interacting with people at all, it can be a bad thing. So technology, no, but too much technology, yes. Um, the, obviously, the coronavirus has changed the way that all of us um, interact with technology in terms of how much we are doing it. Um, but specifically for you, how has it changed the way that you use technology on a daily basis? I think I use technology a lot more in terms of I am sat in front of a computer a lot more when, we're, when I'm teaching, as will all teachers and all students for that matter, um, where I would normally be walking around the school and walking around the classroom and looking at people's books and talking to students, I find myself sat at a desk, so I'm moving a lot less. I'm looking at a screen a lot more, and I'm typing and using my hands on the machines a lot more, which could be bad for my health. Do you think... Are you trying to do anything to try and stop that from...? I do try to walk around the classroom, so when the students are are doing their their work when I'm not talking I try to walk around the classroom to stretch my legs and things like that in terms of my hands you just have to make sure you rest them enough and the same with your eyes if you look at the computer screen too long you will hurt your eyes so you need to you need to have a break yeah because I've been saying I've been finding it really hard um to uh, to sleep sometimes and I think um part of that is this screen time because you know, obviously, we spend time at night as well, don't you? Like, I mean, do you go home and watch films and that sort of thing? You watch your TV, don't you? And I plan work at night. I plan a lot of work at night. Um, I watch Netflix, things like that, so does everyone. Um, I'm looking at my phone when I ring my parents and things on FaceTime or Skype. I'm looking at the screen. And the, these, the technology does have blue light in it and blue light has been proven to keep you awake at night. So mm. if you use your technology close to going to bed, it's going to affect your sleep. Without a doubt, it's been proven. Yeah, I've been trying maybe to um, reduce it at night time. So maybe give, like, I'm thinking if I stop looking at technology at nine o'clock at night, mm. then that gives me, say, about an hour and a half because I'll probably go to sleep about 10.30 to switch off, maybe read my book, have a bath, that kind of thing, and just try and... Yeah, I think that's, that's a really good idea, uh, especially the reading before bed. I think it, it's a good chance to relax you, get away from the screen. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you from Windows. Ever wanted to look through a wall? but just can't? Why not try a window? Um, so one thing we were talking about the other day um, is how different um, life is now because of technology under this pandemic. Because we've been learning about the Black Death in history and it's 
it's really, really crazy to think that during that time they were just stuck in their houses. They couldn't, they couldn't do anything if they chose to stay in. Obviously, there were other things that people did because they didn't have the science to really understand things back then. But one of the things they did was lock themselves in and do a lockdown. And, um, and, but they would have no internet. You know, if they lived alone, that would be it. They would just be on their own, not able to talk to anyone, and they wouldn't have any Netflix or anything to watch. So it got me thinking um, about how different uh, your life was as a student in terms of technology compared to the students now as well. Yeah, I mean, if you compare what's happening now and if this happened when I was at school, well, I would have basically been sent home with a book and that would have been my school and done. Mm. We couldn't possibly have learned anything. We had no internet connection, not just a bad internet connection, none at all. I mean, I was, to be, I was lucky enough to have the internet in my house, but out of all my friends, I think I was the only one, so I would What's the point? You couldn't yeah, even speak to them. <laughs> exactly. I could probably look at, like, pictures or stuff. The internet connection wasn't fast enough to watch any videos. Uh, and it's in terms of learning from school, there's no way we could do what we were doing now. You would literally have been given a book when you left the school and the, the teacher would have probably said, make sure you're finished by next year, and that would have been it. Mm. Yeah, it's, it, even at that time, I mean, I remember when I went to university, I had an online library. And now, thinking about it, you know, that was a pretty new thing. Mm. My parents didn't have that at all. Yeah. And so they would have to go out, they would have to do, go, tr kind of go through all the whole library, finding that one little bit of information, whereas I could just get Control-F, Search for it. There's yeah. my information. I remember when I first started teaching, and I'd, I'd been out of school for a while because I went to, I, would, I didn't become a teacher until I was about 27, 28 maybe, because I'd been in the army and the police force and things like that. So the last time I was in a school library was when I was at school. Hmm. My school didn't have the internet. My school had the internet in one classroom that a teacher would have to book out if they wanted to do an internet lesson. So the library was huge. Yeah. Massive, do you not remember? Like, my, my school library was huge. My school wasn't that big. It had about thirteen or 1,400 students, which isn't that big, really, for a, a, a state school in the UK. But the, the library was massive. There was thousands and thousands of books. And then when I first started, when I started working in my first school, and I got the tour of the school and seen the library, and it had about three racks of books. <laughs> I couldn't believe how small it was, but it's because everything it went online. Yeah, it's true. It's so different. I mean, yeah, I think I'm, I was slight, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm a few years younger than you, but not that much. But the change, actually, for me, we got a new library, I think, when I was in year eight. Yeah. And prior to that, yes, we, would, we had had a kind of, everything was, was in book form. Um, but then it, it, it shifted when I was in about year eight, and suddenly we had this online portal. It didn't work very well. <laughs> it wasn't very good. But, and also, can you remember before before the internet came around, you used to have a bookmobile, a wagon that used yes. to come, to you, come around your village or your town, wherever you lived, and people would go and hire your books out of, out of the... The library was such an important part of the local community. I used to go to the library all the time. I used to get CDs from the library because yeah. we couldn't yeah. download music. And DVDs and stuff. Yeah. yeah, so I would go I'd go down to the library and I'd think, oh, which CDs look good? You know, you couldn't even tell what was in them. And if you wanted one, you would have to order it and there might be a list so you might have to wait like four months to listen yeah. to a CD. But you wouldn't even think, oh, that's, that's... You wouldn't be annoyed about that. You'd be like, that okay, was, yeah, yeah great. Yeah. I'll see it in four months then. Yeah. <laughs> Had so much more patience for that. That's if though. someone didn't steal it. Yeah, that's true. It was, it was always a way that you'd think, okay, yeah, I'm going to come back for that. Yeah, I'll come back for that. And then... Yeah. But I would have probably forgotten about it as well by I the know, time yeah. it was there. Yeah. yeah. But every town or every village had a, their own library now. Like, you see, where I, where I come from, if I go, when I go back home, where the library was is now something else. There's no library. There's a yeah. library in the city, but there's no library in the, out, the outskirts of the towns and things like that. It's really sad because it is one of the ways that people access um, te access technology. Yeah. Because a lot of people who don't have their own computers, I know in the UK anyway, they will go to their local library in order to go online. Mm. 
So if you take that away, it actually does take away people's access to technology. Yeah. And then there was internet cafes. Yeah. Before, like, mobile technology, when data was really expensive mm-hmm. and mobile, mobile internet wasn't fast. So when you went on holiday and things like that, data would be too expensive. So you would go to the internet cafe to send people emails. And you'd or... have this dingy little room. Yeah. And it would be really dark and probably have no windows. And there'd be creepy people in there. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd be like, hi, sorry, I just want to send an email to my mum. <laughs> yeah, so can you remember how bad the internet was when it first came, when mm-hmm. you first got the internet? I mean, people think about it now and having broadband and being able, being able to watch HD and 4K. Yeah. When I first got the internet, you couldn't, you must, you would probably wait for the best part of a minute to load a picture up. I, I remember um, rec- about a couple of months ago, I was re-watching The Sopranos, which is a TV show about gangsters. And it's back from a while ago. And I was w- watching series two, and there's an episode where the, the, the children of the gangster, Tony Soprano, they find out that he is a gangster by, by going online. And it's, the tension is actually built during that moment with them with the loading of the pictures like top 10 gangsters and it's on one of those really old like bright yellow background loads of terrible gifs everywhere and then it like gradually loads and they see their dad's face comes up as the number one gangster or something it's hilarious but you used to have to dial into it and pay by the minute it was it was like a penny a minute to be on the internet yeah so if you if you spent a couple of hours watching a movie it would probably cost you like few euros or a few pounds there was no way you could watch movies absolutely no way Mm. just i remember when we first started being able to download mp3s um which i think i was about 16 15 16 Mm. and uh and i remember how long it took to download one two minute song yeah it'd be about 10 minutes to download a two minute ages no more than 10 minutes i feel like there were some songs i downloaded it took an hour yeah I, and I used to, I remember downloading movies that you would have to download in two parts because they were too big, mm. and they would you would put them onto download on a Monday to watch on a Friday. Titanic, the film, when it came out, which was I was twelve, so what are you? No, I was eleven. So you're thinking about ninety nine, maybe mm. year ninety nine. It came out on VHS on video. But they, they, it was so long, it was a three-hour movie, I think. Mm. So there were some people, some companies that sold it in Two sets tips. of... It, yeah, yeah, it was... But I saw one that was set of four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, like, really cheap VHS. Yeah, really cheap tape. Yeah. I used to have a tape in my old classroom, in my old school, and the students used to always ask me what it was. It was just on my desk, and used to just always ask what it was, and a floppy disk. Mm, floppy disk is uh, ridiculous. Because yeah. everyone now, uh, like, I think I, I asked some students in my last school, what is this? And I put a picture of a floppy disk up. And they went, oh my God, is that the save icon? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know that originally comes from the fact that that's what we used to save things on. And they were that small. You probably couldn't even save a modern Word document on one. No. With all of the... the Visual I think they were like 250 it. kilobytes or something. Yeah, ridiculous. And they were bigger than a USB. And they used to have games on them. I used to have a game called Rise of the Robots or something for my computer when I was at school. And it had like 15 floppy disks. And when you were going through the game, you had to keep changing them. <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Good old days. So finally, do you have any tech tips, like good websites or things for people to check out when they're bored at home? Yeah, I have a few. Um, People with Chromebooks and laptops, maybe try closing them down once in a while and not just shutting the top. I've lost count of how many times people have came to me complaining about slow running Chromebooks and laptops, only to find out that when I open them up, they have about 70 million apps running in the background. So why not just try closing it down once in a while? It will make your machine run much better in the future. I think I need to follow that advice as well. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people do. That goes for your phone as well. Once in a while, just turn it off for a few minutes and then turn it back on. You'll find it runs much better. 
going to do that after this. Um, and anything like, I, I heard that you had a money-saving tip. I do, and this, this won't work 100% of the time, but it will work some of the time. Saving some money is better than saving no money. <laughs> For those of you that like to shop online, why don't you try putting everything that you fancy buying in your basket and then logging out of the website for a few days. Quite often, the shops will email you with a discount code to coax you into buying the stuff that you've got in the basket. Mmm, that is a good tip. Let's go shopping. <laughs> well, look, um, thank you so much for, for coming and talking to us today about technology, Mr. Tough. It's been really eye-opening. It's been my absolute pleasure, Miss Jacob. I've enjoyed every minute of it. I'll see you later. See ya. Yeah. Mr. Gibson's final factoid. Contrary to popular belief, an owl cannot turn its head 360 degrees. Mr. Gibson's final factoid. Okay, that's it for this week, podcasts. Hope you've enjoyed the ride. Um, we've got some great content coming up for you um, in the weeks to come. Um, one thing is I've managed to get an interview with a travel writer who's um, currently in Buenos Aires, um, and uh, she's going to answer your questions. So write down any questions that you would like me to ask to a real travel writer. Um, so it could be anything about her job, it could be about the places she's been, um, any funny stories or experiences she's had. Think of anything you would want to ask to a travel writer and, um, and I will send her your questions and we'll get that content to you as soon as we can. Um, so as always, this is something that you should be involved in. You can um, make us make the content that you want. All you need to do is hit that like button, hit subscribe, and also write to me on Google Classroom and just tell me what question. Yeah. Bye! <laughs>